Bringing you the news of old on This Week in History with Paul Waite. Uh, I expect this fact, especially for Cullum, actually. Um, so in the year 911, uh, the Treaty of Saint-Clair-sur-Ept between Charles the Simple and Rollo of Normandy. So tell us all about Rollo, Cullum. Rollo was a Viking. <laughs> yes, he, um, and... Founded um, Normandy. We didn't found Normandy, did we? Yes. No, we didn't. He was paid off <laughs> by the Frankish king. But Normandy already existed. He, he was it. paid off by the Frankish king to look after the northern shores of <laughs> Francia to stop Viking invaders. So, yeah, he just like became the lord there, became Duke Rollo. And who was his brother? Well, I don't think in reality his brother was Ragnar. You don't think so? No. That was made up for the show. I'm not I think. sure about that. I think you might have been. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out and let you know. So I think yeah, it's quite important, this significantly. So uh, Rollo is singularly responsible for the northern French becoming Norsemen, in effect. Really. Normandy. That's, that's why I'm pretty sure it is, because Normandy well, I suppose is you did, yeah, North I suppose man's it. land. That's what it means. Yes, yes. so, so I, I think, uh, think you're um, I, I an apology in that respect, I think. Um, no apologies. Probably the way that you put it. I, I, probably, I think it's probably sort of right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do some reading about this. And uh, on, this week, on this week in history next week, we're actually going to talk about... Funnily enough, last week I actually talked to a guy who came from Normandy. Uh, most fascinating bloke, Callum. Mm. Uh, he's lived in Belfast for 20 years. You've never heard such a funny accent in all your life. So you like start off and go, I love Bolly, it's very good to do today. So it is. Like this. And after I started laughing, he said, where are you laughing? I said, where'd you come from? He said, Normandy. Mm. And then I said, you start off all your sentences in French, and then right at the last minute of the sentence, you suddenly sound like an Irishman. And he says, yeah, I, I remember I met a Spanish yeah. person that lived in Canada for like 15 mm. years once, and they had a really weird accent like that. You mm. know, because it was all like a boot, but like mixed <laughs> in with like Spanish. It was like really strange. I was like, what the hell? So next we go uh, 129 years down the road to a very famous legend. Um, a woman called Lady Godiva, who, of course, um, was allegedly rode naked on horseback through Coventry. Uh, and why do you think she did this? Because... Well, it's hard to believe. Because actually. her husband... Oh, it was something to do with her husband and taxes. Yeah, how do you know that? So um, his name was Thomas something, I think. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she said... Oh, she said something to the effect that if I ride naked through public or something like that, like... And would you let the people not pay their taxes or something like that? And he said yes, thinking that she would never do it. So she did it. Wow. And the people didn't have to pay it. Something, so her so, husband was the Earl like of Mercia. Mm. Um, and of course, we, we, there's no way of knowing whether it was true or not. I suspect it probably isn't true anyway. I find it very hard to believe a noble woman would do that, to be honest with you. Um, not 11, a big deal, is it? Sorry? Not a big deal. Getting naked? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it is, to be honest. Uh, 1189, Richard the Lionheart was crowned King of England. Richard the Lionheart, Coeur de Lyon. Um, so he's probably one of those kings who I would say sort of gone down in history as a great king. Would you agree with that, from your perception? Yeah, I, yeah. well, I think there's mixed feelings of it. Obviously, he hardly spent any time in England, did he? So yeah, I but think... that's because you know that. I'm, I'm talking about the, the common perception, not your perception. A very famous king, I would say. Yeah, definitely, yeah. A, very, very, definitely a very famous king. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, Renowned for his um, battles. So I think, you know, I think the crusades. general view would be Richard Lionheart was a bit of a, you know, swashbuckling great king. And I think the reality is, is that you could actually argue on a scientific basis that John was actually a better king. Um, yeah, he could. So anyway, um, 1295, interesting one. 
Scotland and France formed an alliance, the beginning of what is now called the Old Alliance, which is A-U-L-D. So this would be a very good example of people getting together, like your enemy, you know, we have common enemies, being England, the, obviously. The enemy, what was it? The, the... Uh, Your enemy is my enemy, you know, whatever. Um, think a friend of my enemy is my friend. No, the enemy of my... What was it? The, mm -hmm. the friend, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, or something like that. That's a saying, isn't it? Mm. I just can't remember exactly what it is. <laughs> mm. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, so uh, Scotland or France? Um, interesting bedfellows, really. But uh, the alliance uh, lasted for a very long time, and, and I think we're still uh, sort of a special, if you call it, like a special relationship between Scotland and France. Fifteen thirty-three, Pope Clement the Seventh excommunicated Henry the Eighth. Ooh. And do you know this true story, Callum? Mm. Very pleased about this. So you wouldn't believe it. So I researched this, obviously. Uh, watched University Challenge, the next show after I'd done this, and that was one of the questions. All right. So I said, Pope Clement the Seventh. Ah. So just goes to show, you see, uh, learning begat learning and all that. Mm -hmm. um, the final point on this part of On This Week in History, something that, um, again, certain things in history really upset me, and this is one of them. So in 1553, Lady Jane Grey the daughter of the Duke of Suffolk was proclaimed the King of England. Uh, so as she's, she was queen for nine days is the thing. Obviously, she was put on the throne as a puppet queen to represent the, the Protestant claim. Um, her, uh, so the, the king, Edward VI, uh, had basically, um, in his lifetime, I think, uh, I think he he was 14 when he died, um, he basically made uh, Elizabeth, he declared that Ma Elizabeth and Mary were both illegitimate. I think that's true mm. to say. So um, from the, from a certain point of view, um, obviously neither of them had a right to the throne. So um, I think the Protestants were so keen after Edward died prematurely that they didn't want the Catholics in anything other than Mary. But obviously the will of the people, which I think would have been very different if they'd seen what she was really like, um, and poor old Jane was beheaded. So um, I feel very sorry for this very young girl that probably, I don't know, we never know quite what part she had in that. So that's the end of On This Week in History for the first part. And we're going on now with a great Scar song on my radio and selector. On This Week in History. Welcome back to the second part of On This Week in History. And it's Tuesday, July the 6th. And it's Paul Callum and Drew, as Hello. always, Hello. bringing you historic delights. Um, next, um, again, I'll just pick this chat really because of um, because um, of, of local significance to do with Bristol. So, in 1576, Martin Frobisher cited Greenland, and I also think Frobisher was in charge of certain part of the fleet in the Spanish Armada. Callum, I'm all not, right, not entirely sure about that. But there's, um, I think, there's um, a big connection between Frobisher and Bristol. Can't remember exactly. Um, so 1645, again, a, a point of great local interest. Uh, the Battle of Langport took place. Ooh, Langport near us. Yes, and that's a victory for Oliver Cromwell over the Royalists. All right. Um, and it's quite interesting that, uh, what, no more than, what was it, 38 years later, um, there was another battle very close to Langport being Sedgemoor. Sedgemoor. Uh, where, of course, the poor old Duke of Monmouth that is grisly end. Well, he didn't actually there, but he did shortly afterwards. 1687, Isaac Newton's great work, Principia, Principia is published. Mm. So, um, obviously, um, Isaac Newton, very famous. Is this is this where he stated gravity? 
Oh, is it? A... Well, he did write about that, yes. Ah. Um, nice. So I think he's supposed to observe this from watching apples falling out of the trees. Mm. Yeah, something. yeah. An apple. Is there something on we head. can talk about in Pandora's box, Callum? Mm. What? Uh, gravity? Yes. Or Maybe. Sort of I don't know. I don't think it'd be captivating. I'd like you enough. to talk mm. about Dragon Man. Dragon mm. Man, yeah. Yeah? You ever read about that? Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that, yeah. Was it Denisovian man or something? Yeah, they basically they found um, they found a new type of human ancestor. That's so cool. Yeah, um, no, I, I think there's some controversy of whether it's a Denisovian or, or not. Yeah, there is, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a very large skull. <laughs> a very large. But it's skull, it's, um, it's significant enough find to have to. We're probably going to have to rewrite our, our our current understanding of human evolution, wow, which is, which is quite cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So here we are. You just can't trust those Americans. In 1812, the USA invades Canada, oh. what was called the Detroit Frontier. Oh, dear. So oh I think dear. this is the same year that we burnt the White House down. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Well, is that because uh, it, it was Canadians, really, that burned the White House down? No, the Britons did. Yeah, but they were like British Canadians, weren't they? No, the British. The British brought, burnt the White House down. Hmm. Hmm. I love a bit of the sportsman's on it. I think you'll find I'm right. Um, of course, there was no difference anyway, was there? No, exactly. That's what I, my point. But I think they came from Canada. <laughs> Well, they might have come originally from Canada because they couldn't have come from anywhere else, could they? Hmm. If you see my point. Hmm. They couldn't come from America because America was another country, so they had to come from somewhere, didn't they? Yeah. So I think, yes. So anyway, yes. It's, for those of you getting caught up in the thing there, I think uh, watch the Murdoch Mysteries, for instance, which is a great programme. Uh, on the Murdoch Mysteries, this is about 1890, maybe, something like that. Uh, and of course, this is still Canada, where it's a dominion of Britain. So this hmm. is got the Union Jack, etc., etc. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I would say, Callum, it's no. It, it, to, to talk about you know it being Canadian or British would be would be like saying Birmingham was different to Bristol at the time. Mm. You know, it's just a part of yeah, the sure. UK. Sure. Um, 1816, Argentina declares independence from Spain. Uh, greatly helped by Great Britain, it has to be said. So um, I think one of the things you could say about Great Britain's role in the world was mischief making. Hmm. I think we've been the great mischief makers of history. Ah, we've you know? been all over the place. Sounds a bit like you. Not really. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's going to be a drone. Quite a hobbit. Like before, um, before our uh, show today, he just quickly ran home. Yeah, I did. I had to go and get some. what, 600 some... yards? Mm. Probably, yeah. Stone throw. Yep, yep. <laughs> you had um, gypsies in your car park the other day. Oh, yeah, did that you? was... Cr- oh, I didn't tell you about this. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. Because I live in a top floor flat yeah. of a really old building... And um, I looked out the window, and there's a big car park down in front, like down at the bottom. We all park our cars. There was a horse in my space. Was there? There was literally, <laughs> there was literally a, horse just a horse in my space. But you're like, oh my god, my car turned into and, a horse and covered everywhere. There was there's literally the the biggest conglomeration of gypsies I've ever seen in my life. I know that they're sort of allowed to do whatever they want, but surely they can't just park in somebody's car. They were very naughty that day. They're blocking the road and everything. So cars what, are trying to get past. So what happened? Just stayed there for a bit. Had so a there, pint in the nobody pub. Nobody moved them on then, or anything. Nope. Anyway, Weird. so moving on. So, so just you know, just what's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but not that interesting. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> uh, in 1900, the Commonwealth of Australia was created. Good old day that was, wasn't it? So I'm not entirely sure of this. I think it probably went from being a dominion to the Commonwealth. I'm not quite sure what that meant. Probably mm. some degree of self-governing, I would imagine. Uh, 1913, quite an interesting one. Romania declared war on Bulgaria. Mm. So um, obviously... Um, been tensions in the Balkans mm. uh, all through history, really. Um, it's probably the most stable position uh, ever in world history in the Balkans at the moment, I would say. Uh, and it's interesting, in my experience, having travelled to a few places around there, 
Uh, the thing that unifies most of them is they all hate the Turks, or, or the Ottoman Turks, for sure. Uh, so it's interesting, this. Um, Bulgaria, we're obviously on the side of um, the Germans in the First World War, so it's all very interesting history that we don't really get taught in uh, the UK. Uh, and the final the final uh, part point and the second part of On This Week in History today is in 1921, Mongolia gained independence from China. It's a country, as some of you know, I'm amazingly interested in mm. for reasons I can't fully explain. Mm. Uh, partly, I think, um, when I was a small boy, uh, I used to spend a lot of time with my grandparents uh, in the village that Callum lives in now, Stigursi. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a lovely man lived next door to my grandparents called Willie Weber. And he had a sister as well, Mrs. Miss Weber. Neither of whom were married. Uh, and he had this wonderful collection of books, which he used to let me have. Uh, and one of the books was called Children of the World. And it was written in maybe 1906 or something. Mm. So it's you know amazing perspective of an English writer in 1906. And there was one chapter on like Eskimo children, one on pygmies. Mm. And one of them was all about, I think it was called Children of the Steps. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's never left me. You know, it's, I find the book just left a real mark on me. So I've, uh, I've always been hugely interested in Mongolia. And obviously, they, at one point, they were the major port force in the whole world mm. on their funny little horses. So there we are. That's the end of the second part of On This Week in History. And next, we have Find a Reason to Believe from Rod Stewart. Bringing you the news of old on This Week in History. Some quite interesting things to talk about today, Callum, mm -hmm. in terms of time. So, 1940, Marshal Patan uh, became the head of Vichy, uh, which was the French collaboration government. Um, and, of course, uh, it's very interesting, this. is um, something that uh, I find fascinating. So, Marshal Patan was a World, was a World War One hero. No doubt, a uh, hero, um, general in the First World War, um, Distinguished, um, and then uh, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, you know. Um, be interesting to listen to a debate between Patan and Chamberlain, for instance. Mm. So they're all hewn from the same cloth in a way, weren't they? I, I I don't know for certain, but I would imagine that Patan probably had had seen so many thousands of Frenchmen die in his lifetime. Maybe he thought enough was enough. Mm, yeah, maybe. Uh, but, but I think the, the, I think where I would come at this is. In so doing, he lost his principles. And the fact is, uh, the Vichy government did collaborate with the Nazis over the deportation of Jews, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and it, was, it just wasn't a good place to be. Uh, and, of course, a part of that is that, uh, effectively, um, although this isn't officially ever really recognised in history, uh, the Vichy France um, was at war with Britain, effectively. Um, and uh, very soon after Patan became the head of the Vichy, government uh diplomatic relations ended with the uk mm. so uh the uk the, the french free government actually was in london through so uh under, under charles de gaulle uh 1945 um quite an amazing moment in history actually so um you know maybe one of the greatest men ever as recognized one of the, maybe the greatest prime minister who undoubtedly i think no matter what you say no one can say that I think if Churchill didn't exist, we would have lost the Second World War. I don't think. Yeah, definitely. I don't see how anyone could say otherwise, to be honest. Um, and uh, his 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 thanks for that, if you like. Uh, so so actually, yeah, it's quite a good qu question. Is one of the questions: How many prime ministers were there in the Second World War? <laughs> Do you know the answer to that? 
How many in the Second World War? One? Two. Two. Three. 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 Yeah, Neville Chamberlain, Winston Churchill, and um, Clement Attlee. Oh, what, he was technically elected before the end of the Second World War, was he? So, obviously, Chamberlain was 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 Prime Minister for about a year Mm. to start off with. Then Churchill took over. And then, I think it was about April or May 1945, um, Attlee. So, in in this general election, everyone obviously thought that uh, Churchill would be a shoo-in, you Mm. know, because he was such a great man. And actually, it was a landslide victory for Labour. Mm. By and that think, point, though, Berlin had already been taken over. Hadn't oh, yes. Yeah, so, so the victory, in, so the, the European war was over. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the European mm. war was over, but the, 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 the Asian war, the Japanese mm-hmm. war was still on, if you like. Mm-hmm. So um, 1962, fascinating one, this. Fred Baldessare uh, was the first person to swim the English Channel underwater. Mm. Very impressive. Yeah, amazing. Just to think how, how you would go about that. Um, just again, just pick this for, for um, selfish reasons for the Wake family. 1973, the Isle of Man starts to issue its own stamps. <laughs> the Isle of Man stamps. Yeah. Better than other stamps. <laughs> 1994, the best ever film that's ever been made. Titanic. Well, I'm glad you think it was a joke. Um, so may, the, only, the only film I think compares with it would be... Um, gladiator uh i also would give personally i know everyone agrees with this i also think films like lawrence of arabia are great and of course you've got the star wars films mm. uh, and the lord of the rings lord which the um, rings. which um uh, sorry, but anyway forrest gump was released in oh, the old favorite uh, forrest gump. i just yeah. love forrest gump's like one of those films like um uh it's a wonderful life with mm. james Stewart. you know one of those films that they always say, if you're about to commit suicide, watch it. It's a Wonderful mm, Life, and you've got mm. a good chance of not wanting to die anymore. Mm. It's a it's a it's a film of a desperate man that that um, you know finds, finds hope way. and and all that. And I think um, Forrest Gump is just a wonderful tale of um, of how a kid is born with deformities and not very smart and all that. Mm. And uh, and actually, you'd have to say he becomes a great man, mm. war hero, obviously, and to some extent, his sort of absence of conventional intelligence uh, becomes a great benefit to him mm. because he just blindly accepts whatever the army tell him he's a, mm. a complete model soldier mm. uh, i just think it's a just a legend of a film uh 2011 news of the world published its last edition after 168 years this is basically over uh, an expenses scandal basically forced into position where they had nowhere to go i could actually remember going to the garage on the sunday where that happened funnily enough 2011, uh, again, South Sudan seceded from Sudan. A hmm. uh, very poor part of the world, very hot and arid. Um, this is a good one, right? So this is going to be a great one for Callum. This could be a, another Pandora's box special, Callum. Hmm. What do you think is the world's oldest biological colour? What, what do you mean? That's, that's the, well, that's, uh, I'm just writing down what it is. So I can't expect, I'm not clever enough to explain to you any more than that. More well, black, I guess. So, the, so it's it's actually bright pink. Whoa. Whoa. So this, 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 is, my, this is just... Biological colour. So, so this is bright pink is the world's oldest biological colour. This It was determined in 2018 from marine shell rock that was dated at 1.1 billion years old. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. So when colour started being introduced to um, to life? Yeah, that's, that's a good... That's a, thank you, Drew. That's a good mm. way of putting it. Yeah. 
So there we are. Hmm. Um, that's on this week in history. So I think that's a that's a definitely. I think one of the things we could do actually, Callum, is yeah. correlate on this week in history with Pandora's box a bit. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. So um, there we are. Hope you enjoyed that this week. Um, check out uh, if you want. Check it out again on. Um, on uh, demand on on Aspoit Radio, on or you can see it on YouTube and yep. actually see us in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, next we have an iconic man, very cool, Lou Reed, satellite of love. Available now on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at AspenWaitRadio.com.